0: So if you want to come join, head over to megansumrell.com forward slash master your morning. And I promise you at the end of it, you are going to have a completely different relationship with the morning. Hey friends, today I am going to share with you some great tips all around what some people refer to as the dreaded to-do list. But after today's episode, I think that you are going to look at this in a whole new light that is actually going to inspire you to want to have a really powerful backlog of all the things that are on your list, and you're going to understand exactly what I'm talking about once you listen to all of this. So tune in, definitely think about how you can start applying this into your life today. Welcome to the Work-Life Harmony Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Sumrall. I'm a former techie turned entrepreneur. I'm also a mom and a wife, just like you. I'm juggling hashtag all the things while running multiple businesses and a family. Being a successful female entrepreneur doesn't mean you have to feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and stressed out. Gaining control of your time and calendar is all about learning a few key techniques and systems to better organize and structure your time. This is your show to learn from me and other amazing women how to master your time and organization to skyrocket your productivity so you can have Work-Life Harmony. Hey there, welcome back to Work-Life Harmony. I am Megan Sumrall and today I'm really looking forward to diving into a topic that most people might consider kind of boring, but when you really dig into it and understand the importance of it, I think it will start to get you excited about the possibilities. And this is all around understanding why you need one central repository for your task list and actually a unique way of thinking about your task list that won't make it feel so Daunting. So, you may have heard of my top boot camp. It's a boot camp I run about every six weeks. If you've been able to grab one, great. If you haven't, hop on over to megansummerl.com forward slash top boot camp and get on the wait list for the next one because you definitely don't want to miss out if you have not attended one of these. But one of the key pillars that we talk about in day two of the boot camp is our task lists. And so today I want to talk through, and and when I'm in the boot camp, I go through the four biggest mistakes that people make when it comes to creating a task list. But today I want to take a deep dive into just one of those. And one of the biggest mistakes is not having it all in one central place. And when I'm talking about one central place, I'm not meaning stored in your head either. So maybe this sounds familiar to you. Maybe you've got some tasks written on the back of an envelope, like a scratch envelope. Maybe you've got some at your desk. Maybe there's one on a sticky note that fell between the seats in your car. Perhaps you've jotted a couple down in an email to yourself. You've got about seven or eight of them running around in your head. You thought about starting using that app that you downloaded your task app or whatever. So maybe some are in there, but when it comes to sitting down and actually figuring out what you need to be doing for the day, week, or month, you don't really have everything all grouped together. And so what happens in this scenario, if this sounds like you and you kind of have tasks here and there and all over the place, I want to ask you if any of this now sounds familiar. You spend a large majority of your time reacting to the task that is foremost in front of you. Like what is screaming the loudest? What has just captured your attention? And this is why when we don't have one central task list that we can compare information against, we instantly jump into the thing that is right in front of us even if that thing is not important because it's what's grabbed our attention and we think that it's going to be a quick win. Now, maybe this resonates with you. Have you ever, maybe let's say you live in a two-story house, you're downstairs, all of a sudden you think of something that you're like, oh God, I need to go grab that. You walk upstairs, you walk, open the door, you walk into a room and then you're standing in the room and you cannot remember Why in the world you just walked in there, even though it was like 10 seconds ago that you thought of something. This still happens to me. And I know jokingly, a lot of people refer to it as mom brain. Well, this actually is related to why you need to have that one central task list and it can't be in your head. So I want to tell you something that's really cool about the way our brains work. When we are storing a ton of information in our brain, it is having to constantly produce energy to remember and churn and think about that. Let's say I asked you to remember four numbers and I said 2786. Instantly, you start going 2786, 2786, 2786, and your brain is just churning and you've got that. You are processing energy from your brain that you have a limited amount of every single day. Well, when you're trying to keep that task list stored in your brain, how many of you right now are still going 2786, right? <laughs> but when you try and store that task list in your brain, your brain, whether you subconsciously realize it or not, it is churning over those tasks. Well, the beautiful thing about our brains are, is when we can create a visual meaning we get it out of our head and onto something we can see, the amount of energy that our brain needs to process that goes way down. So when you take all those tasks in your head and you actually put them down on a piece of paper or even on an electronic document that you can now visually see, you have just freed up a ton of space in your head, but more importantly, you have now reserved that brain power, that energy for something else. So back to my why you walk in a room and you can't remember why the heck you just walked in there, it's because of your brain processing so much information you were downstairs you were thinking of something you're like oh let me run upstairs and get that on the way that you're walking up the stairs seven more things are popping in your brain two seven eight six that when you get into the room and you open the door you can't remember because all those other things have just stacked up in front this is why you know we joke and say oh, i can't remember anything if i don't write it down well, it's not that you can't remember, it's that your brain is has run out of gas. So, this is why it is so important for you to make sure you have some place where you are storing your task list that is not in your head. So, now let's really talk about why it needs to be in one central place. I'm sure you can kind of already imagine the value of it. But let's say I told you, hey, I want you to go bake a cake. But I need you to go look in eight different places to pull together the recipe for that so that you can make sure that you're doing it in the right order. So I need you to go look at this website over here to get the first couple of ingredients. Then I need you to go open up this book over here to go get the next couple. Then I want you you know, to go call a neighbor and ask them for the right order. That would just, how much time would you waste if you had to go in multiple places to get all the information together that you needed to actually sit down and get into action to make that cake in the most efficient way possible. Well, if you've got your task list in 18 different places, when you sit down to try and plan out your week, because you guys know how I feel about weekly planning, if you're not there yet and you're doing daily planning, how likely are you to miss Some of the really important things that may need to have the priority of your time today when you've got the list of all the things that that you're trying to juggle either in your head or spread out across multiple different places. The likelihood is going to go way up that you are going to miss things or you're not going to prioritize your time the right way. See, when you've got everything in one place, visually, now as you look at it, you are able to start ranking those things and and assessing, oh, that's on my list, but I really don't have to do that today, whereas this other thing that's on my list would be really important for me to do today. So this is why housing it all in that one central place is critical. Now, when I work with some clients, they are very, very hesitant to actually take the time, even though in reality, it's usually 15 minutes or less, to actually create this master task list. And I'll tell you why. Two specific reasons. First, they're afraid to put pen to paper of some of the things that they are, have been wanting to get done, but have not gotten done yet because they feel guilt or they feel like a failure. Well, I'm here to tell you it is okay to have things on your list that actually aren't getting done immediately. Now, the second reason people really resist doing it is because they feel like it's going to be overwhelming to see All of that in one place because you instantly go into panic mode, going, How am I going to get this all done? Well, here is a subtle shift that I want all of you to start making. And it is this quit treating your task list like a it has to be done now list. Instead, start thinking about it as your backlog. And that's what I call it. I call it my master backlog. And I house absolutely everything that I can think of that I want or need to get done on that list. And when I reviewed my list a couple days ago, as we were heading into the next round of live bootcamp, I had 193 things on it, 193 things. And guess what? Some of those things have been on that list for over nine months because it's just a backlog. As as I get an idea, as I hear something that I want to go do, as I remember something that I want to finish, it all goes on there. That way, I am freeing up all that space in my brain, and I am relieving, I'm reserving that energy for actually doing things instead of churning over what needs to be done. So just this morning I was out for a run and was listening to a podcast and it was it was a really cool podcast about something that I something to try with my daughter basically and I'm like oh my gosh I totally want to do that. Well as soon as I came home I put it on my master backlog. So now it's there so every week when I pull it up I will see it and when the time is right I will act on it. But I'm not churning, I'm not subconsciously wasting brain power, trying to remember it, trying to remember it, or or worrying about when it's going to get done. It's on the backlog. So instead of saying, this is my task list, and I have to do it, or now I'm starting to build up that stress and anxiety over like, when, 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 I don't know, just because it's on your backlog, does not mean that you're committing to when it's going to be done. Now, one key trick to this master task list is you do actually have to go back and look at it in regular intervals. Otherwise, it's just going to turn into a graveyard of all the things that are not getting done. This is another reason why I love weekly planning. So as part of my weekly planning process, I'm always pulling up my master backlog. I use Trello for it. I'm a big fan of it. And I always do a quick review and prioritization of that as I'm launching into the week. And what's really fun is when you build this system in place and you've been at it for a long time, it's really cool to see some stuff that has been out there for a while slowly work its way up its top, you know, up to the top in terms of priority and get done. What's also really powerful is to see sometimes months later, things that I put on my backlog now just get deleted because months later I realized this wasn't that important to begin with and it's probably just never going to happen, so I'm going to release myself of that. But again, if you're not actually actively going back and looking at it regularly, then that master backlog isn't going to provide all the incredible value that it can. So I challenge all of you today to commit to making one master backlog. I do get asked often, you know, do you create a one for every single role that you play? No. When I was in corporate America still at that point, because my work and my outside of work light were completely separate. I did maintain two different master backlogs. One was for work one was for everything else. Now, because I'm no longer in an office setting, everything blends together for me. And I have to prioritize time across everything, you know, my businesses, my family life, mom life, all of that. So at this point in my life, I do have just one master backlog. So there's no right or wrong answer. It really depends on what your life looks like. But what it can't be is spread across 15 different places on post-it notes and scratch notes and one thing over here and one thing over there. I can't wait to hear how this shift in thought of it being a to-do list to just being a backlog will help release some of that anxiety and overwhelm and also free you from feeling like everything has to be done right now. Getting on top of all things time management, organization, and productivity doesn't have to stop just because this episode is over. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Megan Sumrall, or just open any browser and go to megansumrall.com. If spelling my name is a complete pain, just go to theworklifeharmony.com and grab my free time management cheat sheet. If you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share it.